you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And well, just like I did two years ago when we actually had an NCAA tournament, my old friend Pat Lynch is here to talk about the tournament. Pat, one of the smartest college basketball minds that I know, also a great friend. And the last time Pat and I got together for this preview, well, I had Virginia cutting down the nets, which was correct, and I also had Auburn as my upset pick to make the Final Four. That was correct as well. Well, once again, I've got a four seed advancing to the Final Four in this year's tournament. Pat and I talk about our upset picks in the first round and all kinds of other stuff. So, you know what? we got plenty to get to. So, without further ado, here's me and Pat. Well, Pat, thank you for joining me. As always, I'm sad that, unfortunately, COVID has taken you out of Columbia, Missouri, for the second straight year, but at least we've got a tournament this year, bud. And even better, our Missouri Tigers are in it. How about that? I know, right? First time in three years. It's great. Uh, yes, I, you know, I would love to be in Columbia uh, to be watching it this year. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I've been in Columbia for the last almost 10 years, and I haven't seen them want to win a tournament game at any point in that stretch. So I'm back here in Vermont. Uh, the last time they won a tournament game, I was in here in Vermont. So uh Fingers crossed that we're going to maybe at least get a W uh, out of this. Uh, should be a good matchup, but hopefully uh, we can we can get ourselves at least one win. Well, I, I like that mojo there. I like the vibes already. And honestly, if you're looking at it from Oklahoma's perspective, you may not like the vibes right now because your second leading scorer, maybe your most efficient scorer statistically, Davion Harmon is out for this game. And potentially if they beat Missouri, their second round game as well. Now Missouri just has to avoid their own COVID and or Jordan Barnett DUI situation. And we should have a decent, decent matchup here. I'm actually surprised that the line over at betonline.ag, Sooners were favored by two initially. Now it's down to just one. I thought maybe Missouri would be favored by a point or two. How are you feeling about the Tigers' chances? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised that maybe OU's a slight favorite. Um, you know, there are definitely things I like about OU that I think are a problem. Um, I think the key thing for them is they have shot makers. I mean, I think they got guys who are legit. I mean, they've got, you know, Austin Reeves, uh, Brady Manick. Obviously, they're going to, you know, they're missing uh, Harmon. Uh, but, I mean, they've got some guys who can, I think, can kind of consistently, you know, fill it up from the perimeter. And I think, you know, that's that's definitely a challenge. And I've seen enough Missouri basketball to see enough – guys get lost defensively on the perimeter. And, and that's been a big problem for us at times this year. Um, so, I, you know, I think, you know, there are definitely some things to be worried about, you know, even, you know, if they're down a man. Uh, that said, I think there's some things I like about, you know, what we're doing. I think, uh, you know, I think this can be a Tillman game. I think this is like, I think we have a good chance either, you know, uh, him offensively in the post or working through him. You know, that's the thing. And then it comes down to our guys just really, they need to hit shots, you know, because I think, uh, I think there there is room for Tillman to go to work down low, but obviously if you throw doubles at him, you throw you know triples at him. There's going to be guys open, and he needs to find them. And the guys they just they they got to connect. And if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? So um, yeah, I mean I think it's a very you know I, honestly uh, as a nine, 
to get them as an eight and you look at what our other options were, I mean, that's the best option we could have gotten. Uh, you know, I would certainly I'm much happier to be staring at Oklahoma uh, than staring at North Carolina or Loyola Chicago. Uh, I think that's obviously we wouldn't get LSU as an SEC team, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it is, a, I mean, you know, it's a little, it's a textbook eight, nine game, you know, it's, it's two teams that are, I think very similar, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, even maybe the the trajectories of their season, you know, right. Oklahoma. I mean, boy, you take Iowa State out of the mix, and Oklahoma hasn't right. won a, hasn't won a meaningful game. I since Valentine's Day, yeah, right. I mean, I was going to say January, maybe. I mean, yeah. it was, it's been a while. So, uh, yeah. So obviously, they're looking to, and they. I mean, that's a little unfair to some degree because they've played well. Uh, in games, they have not won them, but they've played well. You know, uh, oddly enough, Pat, I'm looking at their schedule here. They beat Alabama on January 30th, and they've been they just haven't been the same since. And you can kind of look at Missouri, and since their win over Bama at Missouri Arena, they haven't really been the since the same since either. So I don't know the Crimson Tide just putting their jinx dust on everybody. That's all yeah. I can figure out. Yeah, we all sold out to get that win, and then and then this is what happens down the stretch, I guess. So <laughs> right, no, for sure, no, I agree without a doubt. Well, I guess that if Missouri wins, that would technically be an upset. But you know what? I don't really consider anything an upset beyond you got to at least be an 11 seed, in my opinion, to be considered an upset in the first round. Are there any games in the first round? I'm sure there's got to be a few. What who do you like as an 11 seed or better to possibly win their first matchup? Honestly, I kind of like very specifically the 11s. I kind of feel like 11 six is kind of this year's 12 five in a way, like I kind of, I mean, the 11s, uh, you know, you look at like, uh, you know, I think certainly whoever comes out of that MSU UCLA game. Sure. Uh, some, some major historical powers there, yeah. Michigan state, I, UCLA, then on the other side, you got Syracuse as well. Syracuse is there. I mean, I like, uh, I mean, I like San Diego state. I think San Diego is a good team, but I think like, I think Syracuse could definitely upend them. Uh, I think Utah state, uh, against I've got Missouri. Utah state winning a very enigmatic Texas tech team. Uh, I mean, Texas tech is one of those teams where I'm like, I could see them going out in the first round. I could see them getting to the sweet 16. Um, I mean, they're like, I just, I don't know what to make of them anymore. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Utah state Syracuse, I mean, uh, Wichita state Drake winner. I'm not as high on, but like I'd say the other three, I, I think all are very much potential upsets. Uh, I think on the 12, five line, 12, five is a little interesting. I think you have, you have these two momentum teams, you have Georgetown, Oregon state, you know, where it's like, Oh, we, they, we watched them look great the last week of the season and we've ignored what they've done the rest of the season. Uh, and so I'm always a little skeptical of teams like that because we, we buy into it a little right. bit. Um, you know, whereas like, Hey, they're, they're still the sum of their parts. Uh, but that's it. I think Georgetown, Colorado is favorable for Georgetown. Uh, I think, uh, I bet I think everyone's salivating over Winthrop and Villanova. That seems uh, to be the popular one, right? Yeah, and and it's to the point where I'm trying to convince myself why it is. You know, I mean, like you know, Winthrop is good. I mean, they've definitely they've got players. They've got a couple of big big time transfers uh, that are good. And I mean, they're 23 and one. I mean, they've you know again a weak schedule, but they have they have taken care of business this season. And obviously, Villanova is the walking wounded right now, and and really just not in a great place. I mean, they really you know they they look like the gazelle with the bum leg i mean they really are like they're gonna go down hard um but like if not in the first round certainly second round and certainly it does seem like a lot of people expect villanova to go down hard but speaking of hard 
This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew, and Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. You see, Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help get get. You see, Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. And Here's the best part. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. So sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Again, it's all done online. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. And thanks once again to the best tasting protein bar on the market for being a loyal sponsor of Locked on Mizzou. And we've been telling you about Built Bar for a long time now, but Built Bar, beyond the fact that it has amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting goodness within all 100% of its chocolate made protein bars. Well, now guess what? Now is the time to figure out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Find out today's matchup by going to BuiltBar.com or go to Twitter, search for their handle. They're at Built underscore Bar. And most importantly, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to, to see who has won today's matchup and who will become the best protein bar ever made. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, well, I'm just going to surmise that Deshaun Watson's name might have come up at some point. But regardless, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your pods. I'm looking at Ohio possibly beating Virginia just because the style Virginia plays, obviously they're one of the slowest teams in the country. And while they're still a really good defensive team, I just don't think they're the absolute elite defensive team they've been in the past. So to me, that leaves them vulnerable. And I actually think Ohio might, and of course I'm blanking as I'm saying this, which doesn't help my point, but I think they might actually have the best player on the floor in that game. Uh, Jason Preston. Is Thank the guy you. Thank yep. you. And yes, Jason Preston is big time uh, and, and is, is legit. Uh, no, I think that's a good one because um, you're right. Virginia, you know, we know stylistically what they are. Uh, and, and yes, I'd say this year's Virginia team, maybe not, qu- you know, is quite as good as other versions of this team. Uh, there's the whole aspect of the fact that they're traveling tomorrow, I think, for Saturday's game. You know, there's that kind of extra logistical stress that they've been putting on themselves. Uh, you know, I don't, I still don't know if they've announced or are going to announce who is actually available for that game. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be down men or not. Like, right. um, 
possibility. Uh, and then, yes, I think the fact that Ohio not only has a terrific player, but also is like an up-tempo offensive oriented team. I mean, I think that's the thing is I think actually, uh, you know, stylistically, you know, that is a, that's a, a team that can certainly get up and down the floor and maybe, you yeah, know, maybe flip put, the script on them a little bit. Yeah. Put Virginia in the hole. And that, I mean, that's, that's the UMBC playbook right there is you put Virginia in a hole and make them climb out of it. And, uh, and that's certainly if, if they can do that. And I think a team uh, that is offensively efficient, like Ohio is, can, can maybe do that. So, yeah, I would say um, from like 13 to 15, that's probably, the best bet. I don't necessarily love, I mean, I, I poor Liberty. I think Liberty's a good team, but I think Oak sure. State's a bad matchup for them. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I initially kind of looked at Liberty as a possible upset there, but, but I agree. I, I just, can't, with, I can't go that far. Same with Greensboro. I think Greensboro UNCG is good and they have a legit star as well. As yeah. Miller. I think UNCG got a tough draw there. Florida state is just, I mean, uh, yeah, too much. Yeah. March, March Leonard Hamilton is the, is the March Tom Izzo we don't talk about. You know what I mean? Like right. Leonard Hamilton's legit. And I mean, sure. like Florida state is always ready. I feel like in this tournament. So yeah, that's just tough for them. Um, and then, yeah, the 14, I mean, Colgate's a weird sleeper cause they, you know, you don't really know what to make of them, but uh, you know, again, I think, I think, I don't think they can beat Arkansas. I just don't think they can, they can do it, but um, yeah, you know, I agree with you there. But then, but then I think you start getting into a, a unfortunately the the conference tournaments were a bloodbath for the mid majors this year. So you lost a lot of good mid major teams in those tournaments that didn't right. make the tournaments. So I think your your fourteens and fifteens this year are weaker than they've been in the past. They would be fifteens and sixteens in other tournaments, and I think that's just good news for your threes and fours or your threes and twos. What? Well, that's really good insight, and you definitely follow the mid-majors more closely than I do, as closely as anybody I know, quite honestly. And and when it comes to the mid-majors, well, I guess Loyola of Chicago has got to be the headliner again. Sister Jean is back, everybody. She's still alive, kicking strong, and apparently going to be at these games. So what the heck? You know, you look at Ken Palm, and this has got to be the most underseeded team in the field. You know, again, you just look at Ken Palm. He has them as the ninth best team in the country, and yet they're an eight seed, also just on adjusted defense alone, number one defense in the entire country. But I got to be honest, I didn't see Loyola Chicago all season. What's your feel for that squad? So, uh, yeah, I've watched them a couple times. I watched them. I watched that Drake series they played, and I watched them a little bit in the um, in the Valley Tournament as well in the Arch Madness. Uh, I, I mean, I think they got hosed. I mean, I think eight nine. I mean, because I mean, we've this has sort of become a, a prevailing wisdom that's really bubbled up to the surface. I think we've all adopted now that eight nine is really like the worst place to be. I mean, it right. really is like that is like you would much rather be seven ten. I mean, you'd rather be a ten. You'd rather be eleven. Frankly, I think than a, than an eight. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think they're in a terrible spot. Um, you know, I think they can get by Georgia tech. I like them. I mean, they're, they're, a, they are a better version of the final four team. Uh, I mean, that's really like uh, on paper, you know, that's thing. They don't have the draw the final four team had, uh, but they, I think on talent and on paper, they're the better team. Um, Cam Crutwig is a joy. He's a joy to watch. I mean, he is, uh, he's the poor man's Luca Garza. Like he's Luca Garza. You find at the rec center, like, which is, <laughs> but it's like, but it's great because I, I, I think I tweeted something out, out about this earlier where I'm like, you know, I don't know what league he's going to play in next year, but do they have a league pass? Cause uh, sign me up, man. I'm interested. Right. I, I'm interested. Right. Um, you know, 
yeah, so yeah, I mean, they're, they hopefully are, it's the one where uh, Marcus Denman and Jimmer Fredette are on the same team in China. That's yeah, the right, team that, I want to see. That China Globetrotter <laughs> League. Yeah, that is. Uh, no, I I like I, Ramblers are great. I mean, I think they're they're incredibly well coached. I think Porter Moser does a great job, but they're they're drilled and they're very, like I said, they're very much uh, like the team we saw three years ago. Only I think they are more talented. They're just uh, yeah, they're they're just in a really tough spot with. Uh, with Illinois in the second round. Um, right. You know, and that's, and, and even, I mean, Georgia, they, I mean, Georgia Tech, I mean, Georgia Tech's played well down the stretch. Uh, I believe I heard today they're not going to have Moses right, I think, for their first game. So, yeah, there's no way I'm taking Georgia Tech. Yeah. I'm just so, telling I mean, you right would, now. So, the question is, do you think they have a chance against the Illini? And I, I just can't go quite that far with it. I don't know if you can. No. And, and you know what? And like, I think Illinois is just playing too well right now. I think it's I agree. Like Illinois is playing as well. I, They're really battle tested too. They've played a ton of great teams. I don't know that Loyola is to be fair. That's just going to be another level for them. Yeah. I know. I, I think so. I think they're, I think Illinois is too athletic and too, uh, just, you know, too dialed in right, right now. I think maybe well, it's Michigan. If they sure. I was going to, I was just going to move to Michigan actually without Isaiah livers. Do they still have a chance to get to the final four? You know, I, Looking at it, it's going to be tough. I mean, because I think, like, I don't think they have a terrible draw. You know, I think, like, you know, I'm looking at, I think they can get through the first weekend. Um, although I think LSU and St. Bonnie's, uh, the winner of that, I, I like St. Bonnie's, I, by the way. I think that's the Bonnie's are a great team. Um, and I, you know, I think they're also a very well drilled kind of, you know, team where I think they can, they can beat LSU and, and get at least get to the second round. I think they got out of the first weekend and then it's like, all right, well, so then who you're talking about in the sweet 16. Yeah, I agree. See, that's where I wanted to go. Actually, there's a couple, there's actually four second round matchups that I'm sort of assuming are going to happen. Of course, anything can happen. And I want to get into those second round matchups that I'm looking at potentially happen that I believe are real fulcrum matchups for your bracket. But first, I mentioned earlier that Missouri is still an underdog in this basketball game against Oklahoma, despite one of their leading scorers being missing for the Sooners. So if you think there's some value there, we well, should definitely go to betonline.ag and take the Tigers, whether you're giving a point, getting a point, whatever the, wherever the line happens to settle when you're listening to this. Heck, you might even have some money line value. You never know what's going to happen with line movement as we move into the NCAA tournament. So much money going back and forth. But regardless, you should be putting your money at betonline.ag, the only place we trust online with your hard-earned dough at the Locked On Podcast Network. And even better, we're going to get you a little bit more dough when you sign up for your free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On with your first deposit, and you'll get fifty percent on top of that first deposit as a welcome bonus. So again, that's promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts. Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, back to me and Pat with our final four picks and our champion. 
but it's Florida State and Colorado is one of them. Where do you get? Where do you break down those two teams? Who do you favor? I, I know you just praise Leonard Hamilton, but boy, I tell you, I like Tad Boyle's Colorado squad too. You know, and and I I like Florida State. I haven't watched a lot of Colorado this year, unfortunately. Um, I know you know uh, McKinley Wright's a big time player, uh, but. I didn't, you know, like I watched the, I mean, I watched the Pac-12 final against Oregon State and I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't, you know, obviously I, I just didn't see a lot from them in that game, you know, and I'm now granted, I didn't, I did not watch them beat the tar out of USC, uh, which is an equally relevant data point, you know, so I, I should give them credit on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Tad Boyle is also a guy who is very underrated in terms of prepping a program, prepping a team. Like I think Colorado, Colorado has just kind of been low key, like a solid and like respectable program uh, year in right. and out with them. With, right. And, and this year, reception. Um, I think ultimately I, I, I'm taking Florida State out of that sort of little couplet there with that four teams. Because um, again, I like I said, I I'm not sure. I think Colorado will have a hard time with Georgetown. I don't, you know, I just on paper, I think um, okay. that that could be a tough one. But yeah, I, I like, I think I like Florida State. I'm leaning but, more uh, toward the Seminoles as well. I think I agree with you there. And well, since you brought up USC, that's another potential second round I'm looking at. Actually, in the West region, USC against our old pals. Well, that's a stretch. The Kansas Jayhawks. You know, Kansas is one of those teams they kind of fit a profile of somebody I, I might take to go aways most years, but listen, I'm just going to let my personal bias reign here and not pick them. Plus with, you know, USC, the Mobley kid is going to be one of the top three picks in the draft. I'm going to have them moving on to the sweet 16. I think that being the Trojans. Am I, what do you think about Kansas and USC potentially matching up? So I don't think you're off base. And, and I think if you look at it this way, depending on how people choose to fill out their brackets, uh, you know, what kind of strategies you have, you know, finding a six to go to the sweet 16 every year is like, is that's something to look at. You know I mean? That's like, you're going to get sixes in. a right. sweet 16. And I think if you look at the bracket and you say, well, what sixes out of this group are most likely to get to the Sweet 16? I think it's you. I think USC is the six. I think they okay. are the ones that are most likely um, to get there if you're going to pick one. Um, and yes, Evan Mobley is is a pro, is a lotto pick. I mean, he's you know he's that kind of player. Um, and and also like he's a he's a takeover player. Like he's one of those guys who could have that game where right. you know he's double double and just like and just eats. Kansas up inside. I mean, I think that's, that's very, uh, very possible. Um, Kansas again, uh, Jalen Wilson questionable, uh, you know, will not play, I believe in uh, tomorrow uh, or Saturday uh, may play Monday. I think it's kind of up in the air. Uh, so again, are they going to be at full strength? Who knows? Um, yeah. I think USC, I think USC to the Sweet 16 is uh, a very reasonable take. I think that's a very, um, you know, like, uh, not, you know, nothing safe, but I think it's, I think that's definitely like, I would circle that one as a six. Um, if I was looking for a six to go to the Sweet 16, definitely. Well, I'm glad to hear it because nobody, nobody needs to see the Jayhawks have some success before hopefully the NCAA slash FBI finally puts yeah. the hammer down on that. Hurry up on that, guys. Yeah. Right. Any yeah. Day. Can we, can we hurry day. that process up a Any little day. bit? <laughs> Any time now. That would be great. You know what? Actually, I need to, before, 
Oh, where do where do I want to go? Here's a couple ways I could go. Actually, let's let's go to one more second round matchup potentially that I just can't quite decide which way I want to go, and that would be Oklahoma State against Tennessee. Now, again, we're assuming a lot here. We're assuming right. these games are going to happen, but if they do, to me, I could see either one of those teams making a run. So, where would you lean on that one? Boy, um, I would say at first blush, I'm going with the Pokes. I okay, think, uh, you know. Uh, but it's funny because I feel like I have been waiting for the other shoe to drop on Oklahoma State all year. Like I've kind of been like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, That's how I felt too. And yet they're and, they're playing solid basketball all year. Up until up until the Big Twelve final, where I'm like, they're gonna win this thing. They're definitely like literally the day of the Big Twelve final, I'm like they're gonna beat <laughs> Texas. They're gonna win this thing. And then Texas came out and torched them. And so I'm like, so I've been wrong on them literally all year, whether I want them to win or not. Uh, so I, so I do like Oklahoma State right now, but you're right. I think Tennessee is, you know, I talk about momentum and, and momentum teams and you don't want to buy in with teams that are playing necessarily like too well at the end and like, and forget everything else. Tennessee is kind of the opposite where I like, I, I, there's so much there. We've seen it. Like there's so much there with that team. Uh, and I, you feel like they're kind of ready to explode. Like, you know, there's any moment, like they could just, they could break out a tournament. I mean, they're, they're a, a big time talented team. I just don't know. I just, I, you know, I don't know what you're getting with them all the time. And I feel like Oklahoma state has been more, a little more consistent uh, again, just you know, Kate Cunningham period, right. you know, sentence, end of sentence. Uh, you know, and maybe I, this is I, unfair, but I hate to say it as great of a coach as Rick Barnes has been. He's had some disappointing tournament runs too. So that's kind of in the back of your mind as well. Again, yeah. maybe that's unfair, but you know, I think it's unfair when elite coaches get dinged for like, oh, well, you haven't won the national title. I think maybe if you, you know, I think Barnes has gotten bounced quite a bit earlier than that a few times. Yeah. I, so I think, I think it is fair in his case, maybe to oh. wonder a little bit. Oh yeah. He, I mean, he'd be, he'd still be at Texas if that weren't true. I, know, absolutely like. right. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Well, Pat, since we've gotten about to the end here, well, why don't we, why don't we just get our final four and championship picks real quick. Who do you like in the final four? Who do you have cutting down the nets? You know, uh, I, obviously I, I'm taking Gonzaga to the final four. Definitely. Um, I would say I, you know, I like Alabama. Uh, I think I think Bama's getting in the final four. Um, I think, uh, you know, and again, maybe Livers comes back from Michigan and can play at the end. I, I don't, I'm not optimistic, but either way, I, I don't, I'm not, you can't go, I don't know. I can't go four ones. And, you know, I think, and so I think Bama's got a really good chance. Um, you know, I, like, I think, I think I'm going to go, I think I'll go Illinois and Baylor though on the other two. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure yet. I have a, a real strong case uh, to, to knock either of those teams out. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm taking a, but I, I'm going with the Zags to the, to the championship. Um, well, I think, you know, because here's my thing about the Zags, and and someone asked me about this the other night, and I was like, oh, I'm taking the Zags, and they're like, oh, like that's kind of a predictable choice. I'm like, well, then tell them to stop being so good, you know? Right. Like they're, uh, but but here's the thing, like in order to win the national championship, you have to get to the final four, and Gonzaga, I think more than any other team in the field, has the easiest path to the final four. Like I think they are. If you're gonna pick one team, period, to go to the final four, it's the Zags, and so you got to be there to win it. Like and. Uh, so I think they're going to be there. Um, and they're just like, they are what, like the mesh of what makes college basketball like succeed right now. You know, we get into this sort of, uh, you know, at times like 
linear debate about like, well, is it veterans that win? Is it one and dones? Blah, blah, blah. They found a way to mesh both. You know, it's like, this is a veteran team with like experienced guys and like good college basketball players, but they found the perfect guy, you know, this perfect freshman to right. kind of weave into that mix. Yep. And Mark, I mean, Mark Few is excellent. Uh, you know, I think, and, and they're, I think this is finally the year. And that, you know, and I would say this, even if they had dropped one in the season, I think they're still the, they're the best team. I think they're, they're the best. And now again, they, they have some, maybe some liabilities. I, I, I still have some questions maybe about their defense. Can a team like Baylor, if they can sort of, you know, draw Gonzaga into a poor offensive night, can they grind out a win with them? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they, they can be beaten, but I think pound for pound, you know, 10,000 simulations, Gonzaga is your team. You know what? It's funny, Pat. I have the exact same champion and three of your four Final Four. I have Gonzaga, Alabama, Illinois, but instead of Baylor, I actually have the Purdue Boilermakers and what's got to be, which which might be a little bit of a reach. The other one I was looking at, though, I was thinking about maybe having Baylor going, but then on the other side, initially, I had Tennessee actually beating Illinois. You know, I, I think I'm maybe leaning a little bit more towards the Boilermakers right now and having Illinois getting in there. Of course, there's no rule that says that I can't have both, but sure. really what I kind of want to ask you about is Baylor a little bit. It seems like they, they've fallen off ever so slightly maybe the last few weeks. Are we sure their defense is good enough to make a long run in the tournament? And also I can hear Charles Barkley right now saying, Ernie, Kenny, they shoot too many threes. What do you think about all that? Uh, you know, I will say, I think actually, um, I think maybe Baylor's biggest problem is that I think Baylor has, I think Baylor's just got a really tough region. I think Baylor's just got a lot of, like, I think, uh, I would say, I mean, from the drop, uh, again, I think all the ones are at least going to get out of the first weekend, but I think Baylor has the toughest second round game. Um, I think re- regardless of whether it's Carolina or Wisconsin, I think they're, they are like to start. Even more so than Loyola Chicago? Uh, I think even more so than Loyola Chicago, because I think Illinois stylistically it can, is better, you know, it is better okay. fair. Um, whereas, I mean, like Carolina's got horses. I mean, that's the thing. They got athletes. I mean, they're right. just, they're just not quite as good, although looked better late in the season, you know, it looked better. And so have, has been kind of on an upward tick. Um, I think they have the, the toughest secondary game. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, Purdue certainly is a, a very viable sweet 16 team that has, you know, Maybe not as, again, maybe not as tough as Illinois would run into in the Sweet 16, but close. Um, and then, yeah, I think that bottom half of that group, I think Ohio State is a legit threat. I think Ohio State, uh, because I think Ohio State has a really good chance to get to the Elite Eight. I think that's the thing. Like, I think they have a good uh, quad, I mean, sort of quadrant there for the, or half a quadrant uh, for them, um, you know, between uh, Arkansas, Florida, Texas Tech. Like, I think they can, uh, get out of that. And so uh, there's a good chance Ohio state's waiting for them in the elite eight. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's just a really tough road um, and probably pound for pound, you know, day, night and night a tough road. So that might be their, uh, you know, undoing you're right. I mean, since they went on pause, they have not looked quite as sharp. Uh, you know, I think some of that is regression in the mean, but I think also some of that is, you know, good teams have had bad nights and, and, you know, we can't, you know, I think in a, any other season, uh, you know, we would look at that and go like, that's still like maybe the best season anyone's had, you know, I mean, just like Gonzaga is obviously a weird right. outlier that, 
you know, if you want to, and we spent so much time this year comparing them to Gonzaga right. that now, if we still want to do that, that's a little, maybe a little strange and maybe a little unfair sure. too, because their schedules obviously been much tougher down the stretch. Um, but no, I think they still have what it takes to get to the final four. Um, you know, they, they may not get past Illinois. I mean, I think Illinois can get right. a championship game. Yeah. I think maybe uh, that's maybe part of my issue is that I'm just perceiving that Illinois has maybe passed them up as the second best team in the country. But I mean, that's splitting hairs to be sure. Yes. I just, for whatever reason, it just seems like Baylor wasn't quite the last month or so just the absolute consensus second best team in the country. And now I, I still think they're one of the five best. So sure. I, I can yeah. definitely, I can definitely take another look in that and tell, sure. talk myself back into them making the final four for sure. So I don't want to go spend, crazy on this. Yeah. We spent most of the years trying, most of the years trying to figure out who the third best team was, right. and, uh, but yeah, down the stretch, I would say certainly Baylor gravitated more towards the third best team and that kind of pocket of teams than they go, than they were as terms of being number one. I mean, there was certainly, uh, they definitely slipped back a little bit, but I, I still think they're, uh, you know, probably game in game out. Yeah. I mean, Illinois, them in Illinois is, is a much more of a toss up now. Uh, but yeah, I think they have a tough road, but I, I, I think they can still get there, but you know, that would certainly be at a, a hell of a semifinal game. If that were to be the case, those two ones, uh, in the end there. Cool. Well, Pat, I think I'm going to cut it off there. I was going to ask you one more thing, but I'm getting a little bit short on time here so i'll save i'll save your i'll save our uh, debate on whether the postseason conference tournaments should become the preseason tournaments for another time maybe you'll join me again as the tournament goes along here what do you say absolutely man always a pleasure always happy to join you on the show love it cool thanks man appreciate it